This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome back to another week. Happy Hour listeners. I'm one of your hosts, Becca Kufrin. And I'm Michelle Young. And we are back with a very juicy, a very intense and emotional week to catch up on that just unfolded with these fantasy suites. <laughs> yes, we have so many thoughts on all that went down with Zach this week and can't wait to hash out what just happened on our screens. So let's get right into it, Becca. <laughs> Where do we begin? I feel like when... The host says, like, first time in Bachelor history. Is this the first? That, well, that everything that unfolded tonight or the, the last night? is it last uh, Well, night? what is he saying is a first? Like, <laughs> that's when Jesse's like, this is the first. It's like, well, what what's what's the first? Like a guy saying something and that, then not doing it because <laughs> that's not that's not a first. But um, I mean, I definitely think it's one of the more intense fantasy suite 
weeks that we've ever seen, especially probably within, I would say, recent years. The only other one that comes to mind that was an intense time this week was, I think, Colton's week when he jumped the fence. Yeah, I do remember that. But for completely different reasons. like. But... I would say I see my mind goes to Clayton's season, but that was the episode after when he had to tell all of the women. We're just kind of having that same situation a little bit, just a little bit earlier. True. So let's get into it. And before we talk, you know, episode specifics, let's talk about the whole just significance of fantasy suites. What do you remember about your mindset going into fantasy suites? Yeah. And I want to say, I hate how they keep saying it's sex week because, like, I think that people just have this connotation where it's like, you're only going to go to bang these people. Like, that's not the case. This is really the first alone time that the leads have with any of their contestants where it's not just sex. It's a chance to ask important conversations to just get to know somebody on a much more deep, intimate level without necessarily having to be intimate. Like it's really pivotal and you do learn a lot about the other person that you're spending the night with. Yeah, I'm I'm like trying to think going back eons ago of when I was going into fantasy suites. You um, spoke about finances, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I went in. um, I asked certain questions that I think were really good. And then I did not ask certain questions, which I probably should have during this week, um, which when I went, I will say when I went into paradise, I was much more mindful of. But yeah, I remember one one question I really wanted to ask, and this is something that another contestant on when I was on The Bachelor had brought up, and it was about finances and like, like what kind of debt do you have? Because if you have it, like I'd rather be well aware of that. Like if we're going to be in this together and pr- potentially, you know, have this proposal, like wh- what am I taking on as your partner? Right. Um, so, yeah, I that, again, this was so long ago, but I was just ready to be alone. And like, I wanted to see the little things, like how do we interact with each other when there's no one kind of narrating our topics of conversation or what we're doing for the day? Like, I really just wanted to see like the fluidity of like, is it awkward? Can we carry on this conversation? Like, how do we feel with each other? Is it comfortable to the point where like, we could take the next step? Um, So that was my mindset of just like seeing the level. And, and to be honest, I went into it and I only I only had overnights with two guys. I ended up sending one person home that week. Um, but what was your mindset going into it? Very similar. I was just really, really looking forward to the conversations that we didn't have to pause if someone was interrupting, like if a producer was interrupting or mm-hmm. if some a cameraman needed to switch over tape or like whatever it was, the, just the little nuances that are big nuances, honestly, that go on when you're filming a massive TV show. And so being able to just like sit there and hang out with somebody and when you're with somebody for eight hours straight, 
when you're going on a one-on-one, when you're going on a group date, like you might be around that person, but like even when you're on a one-on-one, you have them all to yourself, you're really not physically with them the entire day. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of breaks. You get pulled away for interviews. They get pulled away for interviews. Like you have pauses where you're talking to producers. They're talk, talk, talking to producers. So it's really just like cu- cut up quite a bit, your time mm-hmm. together. And so I was looking forward to like nobody – Nobody's going to interrupt mm-hmm. because like our conversations, nobody's going to, you know, gear anything a different direction. And so I get to talk about what I want to talk about when I want to talk about it, whether that's finances, financial goals, whether that's uh, getting more in depth about families or views or whatever it is. I just mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing is the fact that I felt like I was able to just go back to being me or just no because I was me the whole time but you know what I mean like go going back to the basics of let's pull ourselves off a tv show for a second yeah really see like is this actually possible it's so important and again just to see that like comfort level of what you could have with somebody is so important and just like Let's be honest. Every time you spend the night with somebody new, like for the first time, like emotions are high. You're a little bit more anxious. You don't know how it's going to go. You overthink things like, okay, do Mm -hmm. I brush my teeth in front of you? Do I spit my toothpaste out? Like little things like that, that are, you know, like until you're alone with somebody, you don't know. And so I think it was just for me, like, and also I really wanted to take the pressure off. Like I didn't want to go into the week or the night with any expectations. Again, like I knew that there were certain things that I wanted to talk about and like stories for me that were super important that I wanted to share in that moment away from absolutely everybody else. But other than that, I didn't want to set myself up for like, I'm I'm going to say this or I have to do this or I have to not do that because I know myself. And in the mm-hmm. past, every time I set myself up and like have this like level or standard it never goes that way. Or, you know, like I, I've always joked on the podcast of like, if I definitely say no to something, the opposite's going to happen. Like we sat right. with paradise. I said I was not going to do paradise. I did paradise. So like I didn't want to go into overnights with that mindset, um, which wasn't necessarily the case here. <laughs> um, which, yeah, it's it's tough. It puts you in a weird headspace, which as we're trying to recap this episode, I want people to realize like, we're trying to see all sides here and remember what it was like to be a contestant in Fantasy Sweet Week or be a lead in Fantasy Sweet Week. But let's get into it because we see Zach, Ariel, Gabby, and Katie all head to Thailand. And um, right away, Zach sets the tone, sets this precedence with Jesse and has this very in-depth intentional conversation he really sets this up at the beginning of like i'm going to be very intentional this week i am not going to be intimate i do not want to sleep with any of these women i just want to be able to have alone time have conversations with them but like sex is off the table Mm. what did you think in that moment like did you did you take it well like okay you know good for him he's setting a bar here or were you like okay buddy like this doesn't always go as planned I think with where I stood is just it's Zach's season so he can stand by though like whatever choices he feels whatever focus he feels um and, and all those different things 
I also was just kind of looking at him and just how he's kind of carried himself throughout the season. He's a very strong physical touch person. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Like he he's he's noted that himself. And so right. he really made this like huge massive announcement that really got spoken about, spoken about, spoken about, spoken about. And I was curious to see, okay, is, is this something that he's going to be able to stick to? Because that's a large statement. Um and and that's great if you choose to focus or or handle it in that manner but you're also putting yourself in a situation to not live up to your word mm-hmm. and that's what happened and that's where I struggled or didn't struggle but just I, I felt for the women going through this episode mm-hmm. um I and just kind of as everything started to unfold and going back to Ariel's fantasy suite because she was the first one um they seem to really connect and I'm curious if this would have this whole statement would have gotten retracted even quicker if it would have been Katie or Gabby in the first fantasy suite what are your thoughts well I think that and again, like, I don't really know Zach. We've only had him on the podcast a couple of times. Like, mm-hmm. all I can go off of is what I see when we interview him and what I see as a viewer. But to me, Zach has never been a guy that this has been such a highlighted thing. It's not like what we've seen in the past where we have had several people who are virgins on the show or born again virgins on, virgins on the show. And so I think... For somebody to to kind of remove themselves from like who they are, how they might typically act and like turn it a complete 180, I don't think will set you up for success. Like I think he went into it so adamant. And again, he is a very physical touch person. He said that himself on our podcast. It's it's I feel like you're changing yourself so much for this one week or what you stand by or how you've operated in the past that it might potentially lead to failure because you're trying to be and act in such a different way. And again, like I don't know Zach's past. I can only assume in like what I'm seeing as a critical thinker here, but I think he was so adamant up front, which might not like this, this might not be how he usually operates. So I'm like, okay, like, I understand where you're coming from and, like, wanting to be very open and, like, have this even playing field with all the women. But if this is how you usually don't operate in your other relationships, it's it might not be beneficial in this regard. Um, and then after that, I just, I'm going to be completely honest, he just really lost me with how everything beyond that was handled. Because it'd be one thing to just say that, that and, you know, go into your overnights and have that conversation and just, like, actually stand by what you say but I just got really lost after everything because again like I felt for these women in very different ways um but yeah (laughs) again like I don't even know where to begin with this I think this is a lot it's so much and I think like his date with Ariel was fine his overnight was fine I think it was kind of what he expected and wanted out of it um so let's get into Gabby because Gabby's date is we see her very much so in her head very much struggling with as she said like 
being chosen second or second best. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm starting to see bits of Zach where I think he might. And again, I could be totally off base, but I think it he might like to be a protector and I do quotes like in a way or like a fixer and like you know we've always seen Ariel like pretty confident pretty strong very mysterious like doesn't really Mm -hmm. need much help but with the other two women I think he needs to be there a little bit more as like that shoulder to cry on to like pick them up but we start to see him like take on a different role with both Gabby and then with Katie but I think he he probably feels most comfortable in that role as like trying to take care of somebody else and so Gabby's really struggling again with confidence being second best chosen second even though in this situation it's not up to Zach he can't pick but newsflash everyone you can't pick what order your fantasy suite is in it is just handed to you and it is what it is so he's helping Gabby on this date and they have this moment where he's there to support her and pick her up and kind of get her past this hump of this self-doubt They go into the night portion. (laughs) They have this overnight, which they both seem, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they both seem to be very happy, at ease in that moment when they wake up the next day. They feel very Mm -hmm. connected. It seems like it went well, right? Yes, but I want to pause you there for a second because even before they get into this overnight date um, or fantasy suite, when Zach tells Gabby that he's not having sex with anybody, her reaction is very strong. She feels very strongly about this. And she mm-hmm. seems to she seems to be very just like she's understand like she comes across understanding. But we also get to see kind of her process this and she's understanding, but she says that she's also very disappointed that this decision was kind of just boldly made. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't something that they discussed, you know, within the relationship. And she almost seemed like she was going to challenge it a little bit, but like respectfully challenge it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think with both women, with first Ariel and then Gabby, they were both very taken aback and it wasn't what they expected. Right. Like, I don't think they totally thought sex and intimacy would be taken off the table. Um, but yeah, but I think it was like right before they closed the door, Gabby said something of like, well, he says we're not sleeping together, but, but we'll see something along those lines. (laughs) And she's like, the bed is so big for so many activities. (laughs) She just has these funny one-liners as Gabby always does. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's definitely foreshadowing and alluding to something that is to come. We don't know what switched overnight. We don't know what happened, nor do I want to. That is between them. But the part where I really felt for Gabby was they seemed great in that morning, in that moment. They seemed very connected. And then he leaves. And then he has this moment where in his interviews, he's like, I feel guilty. And it kind of takes this like negative turn. And All I can think about is how Gabby is feeling watching this back now after they just shared this moment after her insecurities and she was very Mm -hmm. vocal and being very vulnerable about what her struggles in this process are. And then to have to hear and see that has got to be so freaking tough. Like so tough. And as a lead, at what 
point you want to be honest and you want to be vulnerable and this is your journey this is your love journey and it's hard because typically you're up to discretion of sharing what you would like to share about your journey but at what point again it was like this constant 180 of a like 180 of decisions it was this bold statement of I'm not taking part in any of these physical activities and then it we find out that it flipped but then we find out then he needs to talk about it and so like now fantasy suites is not private and she kind of I would feel like I had whiplash too a little bit Mm -hmm. in her position just because it's like okay well what pieces are safe because you say one thing and then you did the other and I and I get that she partook in the activities as well but then at the same time, you have that certain amount of trust. You have what you said that you you talked about very intimate, private things as well. And you would hope that somebody keeps those to themselves or want to protect you with it or at least asks you mm-hmm. and, and has that convert, like asks you about your thoughts on having that conversation before just boldly making a decision. Because at the end of the day, if you're approaching this as such a team, then you need to play as a team even when you're a lead. Mm-hmm. Which I'm so happy you said that because that is the main point where I got lost in this from Zach is at some point, when does it stop becoming just your show and when does it become your teammate and you together? And I think in the conversation where he goes back and talks to Gabby after he feels guilty, he basically make he he starting out, he made the decision, I'm not going to sleep with anyone. But then he does. And then he goes to Gabby, makes the decision of, well, I have to let these other women know. And that's the part where I was like, Zach, I understand your mindset and wanting to be honest and you cannot lie. And this Mm -hmm. is weighing on you. But also it takes two to tango and you're not even asking for Gabby's thoughts side of things for how she feels she would want you to handle this. We did not see any of that, which that is what caught me. And that is to the point where I'm like, again, it is so one-sided where you're not making this decision about what you did with another woman and bringing it into another relationship that it might, yes, you are the lead, but it might not be solely your place. And it, and it becomes so public, like something so intimate becomes so public now. And it's, it's not that that conversation couldn't have maybe happened if you ended up with, you know, like if you end up with whatever person, like, I know a lot of people talk about what has taken place in fantasy suites because it's like you want to have all those different different conversations to be just open about everything. But it was yeah, it was him making the decision. And then at what point did you did you ever think like what about Ariel? Cuz I I know that we kind of start to get into this where he really comes into I have to tell the women Like, I I have to let everybody know about what happened, what I did, like my misstep, how things have changed. And he he talks to Gabby or he speaks to Gabby. And then we can assume that he's going to speak to Katie because he's about to see her on her fantasy suite. But then I'm like, what about Ariel? (laughs) Like, are we going to go tell the girl that we already had a fantasy suite with that? Like, we... We said this bold thing and then we flip flop because that's that's a respect thing, too, for me. It's like, why are we we're respecting two women over here? But like Ariel, 
is the third party in this. She's a third party in this. Right. And whether, regardless of what it, whatever it is, it, you made the energy, you put the energy forward to put this out there in such a large way. So I think you need to also address it to Ariel. And mm-hmm. that's not something we see. Right. And so I'm kind of thrown off by that. I'm thrown off by everything, if I'm being completely honest. I don't understand. I, 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 like, I'm trying to. I'm really trying to as a viewer. And... Again, like, I'm trying to put myself back in the lead shoes to be like, okay, how, if I was Zach, like, how would I be feeling? How would I handle this? And, like, quite honestly, like, I don't know how, I don't have an answer because we we would go into these weeks totally different, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, I think if you're going to, if, if in the, in the, like, matter of being totally transparent and honest i mean you can't just pick and choose who and when you're going to be honest it's going to have to be across the board right which which wasn't the case here and so it's a struggle i think also too what is what's hard with the gabby conversation before he goes on his date with katie is and again gabby's going to watch this all back and it's just going to be a lot to take in because she'll see his interview she'll see his conversation again that he had with gabby where he's now saying i'm falling in love with you and it's what did like, you think about this timing of that by the way i well <laughs> i don't think it was the right place or the right time mm mm I don't. And that's just me. And maybe Zach was uh, Zach has his own thought process, but I don't think it was the right place or the right time, especially given this is now now this is turning into a bigger deal than it maybe ever needed to be because of this beginning proclamation. But now it's just I think you're just adding on more and more potential hurt for not only Gabby or the whoever like the second person is at the end of this. Like, right. I I think, yeah, I think he entered this week with the correct intentions of not wanting to put this weight of like this thought of having intimacy with another person on whoever he ends up with. I think that was his prime or I hope that 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 was his prime thought or hers hers first thought of I really just don't want to put those women through that so then let's hold off Mm -hmm. but I think once you say it like you got to be a man of your word so that means then you just don't sleep with anybody period Mm -hmm. truly like and and I know that it's important but it's just like so is your word and then the way that it was it, it was out of respect for the women at the beginning and it like kind of tries to continue to do that but like we're continuing to miss the ball and then it's like the you know it's really easy to say wait no i'm falling in love with you when you feel like a relationship is threatened and they're about to walk away Mm -hmm. of course you feel that intense fear and those are those moments where you like have less of a filter and you just want to say something but it's like i wish i would have seen more discipline with his actions and more discipline with his words because it seemed like he was basically telling Gabby, it's basically you. And then he flips around and goes on the date with Katie and it's the same conversation in reverse. I slept with this other person and like, I want you to stick through this because I can really see you at the end of this. I'm falling in love. So it was just like everywhere. Okay. And let me ask you this. And maybe it's, a, 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 and again, everyone's answer here could be vastly different, but do you think it holds more weight to 
Okay, say Zach never went into this week saying I'm not going to sleep with anyone or be intimate, okay? Mm-hmm. But what if he went into this week saying I'm not going to tell anyone I love them? Do you think it holds more weight to sleep with somebody or to say you're that you are falling in love or you love someone? Like, what do you think ultimately would hurt Gabby in the end more or hurt the other women in the end more? I think that... It's such a personal preference. I think, I mean, both of them hold very strong weights. I think for me, it's just like you have to picture that person being with somebody else. That's really hard. Um, It's hard to hear someone say I love you to somebody else as well, right? Um, So they're both difficult. I don't know. I don't know if one's easier than the other. I just think that if I think it's all about sticking to your word with what you say. And that's what it goes back to. So it's like if you say they both would have raised question. They both would have broken my trust. If you tell me you're not going to say I love you to anyone until the final, then that you need to stick by that. If mm-hmm. you tell me that you're not going to sleep with anybody, then you need to stick with that. Otherwise, when you're speaking, your actions, your words aren't met meeting up. And so what can I trust you on? Period. Mm-hmm. I think from my perspective and from living through the show as a contestant, you know, obviously, like we both made it to fantasy suites with mm-hmm. our respected lead, respective leads. Um, I was in the position where two women were told that the lead was falling in love with them. And to be honest, that was harder, I think, to digest than what would happen in overnights. Because Again, this is me, but like physical intimacy is one thing, but like the deep feelings of love, mm-hmm. like that is such a big word and such a big statement, a statement slash action that that oh. is what was harder in the end. Did your lead, though, say I, did your lead say I'm not going to say this until the end? Because like that's where I play into it is no you know, really just. You're putting yourself in a situation where, like, you, it is very likely for you to fall in love with more than one person. And right. that's, it's, it's hard to navigate that. I think what's more difficult is, like, if you're going to establish boundaries that you're not going to stick to. Yeah. Yeah. No. And in that case, I, I mean, as far as I'm aware, that, like, the I love you, I'm not going to say I love you to anyone he never did but that's why I went into my season being like I'm only going to reserve this for one final person at the end and that Mm -hmm. was my boundary that I said that I knew I would be able to stick to that's the thing so again like with Gabby I don't think that was the time or the place to say that and then now let's fast forward to Katie's date he tells her during the day So basically their whole date is fixated on this conversation. And again, like, I don't know how in-depth he needed to be, but I could understand Katie's reaction and being like, I kind of assumed as an adult certain things would happen. I don't need you to vocalize them and talk to me about them and tell me this now. And that just, you know, made me pull away in some sense. Yeah, I I appreciated her saying... I'm not happy right now, so I'm not going to put on a fake face. I'm not going to put on a smile. I appreciated her vocalizing that because I do think that there's times where it's like, okay, she actually said this herself. 
it's like, okay, you told me, do you want a cookie? Do you want a gold star? She said something. She said something. She's like, what? Her, how do you want my reaction to be? Do you want me to pat right. you on the back or it was something? Like, it was like, we do. We, honesty is a very, very good thing. But I think it's a huge reminder that when we hurt somebody, and even though telling the truth isn't easy, it's not this instant gratification of the other person being okay and for them to step out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of hurting people. Like when you hurt people in relationships, regardless, across the board, not just Zach, is that a lot of times when we apologize, we expect it to just be like this flip of a switch to they need to be back to normal. We're all happy again. We're letting it go. And it's like this girl needs a minute to process this because she's not going to just snap out of this right now. And she mm-hmm. she doesn't deserve to snap out of it right now. It's like yeah. it takes a minute to establish that back. Right. But she what did, what did you think about it? she when they're hugging and they're it's raining and it's, it's always raining in these intense moments it's always raining <laughs> it mother knows. nature mother has nature a way <laughs> mother nature has like always shows up mm-hmm. always always answers to the assignment but what did you think about him then telling katie that she he can see her at the end of this he didn't say it's you at the end of this but pretty much i did not uh, well, no, he, he said it to her and Gabby. And that's where it's like, okay, you're at this point. I understand that's your thought process. Like, I'm hoping if you're getting to the end into a potential engagement with women, like, you could see a future with them. But again, not everything has to be said. Like, you can feel certain things and you don't always have to vocalize them in every scenario. And I think... I think he's, like, kind of in this panic mode now mm-hmm. after everything that's happened where he's... Afraid of losing Gabby, he's he's telling her, okay, I'm falling in love with you. I can see a future with you. But on the flip side, he's also afraid of losing Katie. So he tells her, I can see a future with you and I could really see this long term with you. Which again, like, you can feel those things for both women, but maybe don't vocalize it given the situation. Right? Right. Because then it, it just comes off to viewers and us that... You're just trying to, like, save something. And it's like, well, you didn't stick to your word. And now you're saying all these things at this moment. And it's just I would have appreciated a little bit, again, more discipline with holding back your words at that time. I think it would have been a little more respectful. Yeah. Well, because now fast forward again, this is months later now that this is airing, but both women are going to be seeing that. But all three women, Ariel's going to be seeing this, too. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, if I was Gabby watching this show back with my family or friends or if I was Katie watching this show back and seeing what Zach is saying, I would be I feel like I'd be taking steps back and I'd be so confused of like, well, you told me this, but you also told the same woman, a different woman, this same sentiment like you know, like, what is it that you want? Like, w- you can be falling for both of us and have these feelings, but just don't say the same damn thing to both of us. Like, there's got to be some differentiation here. All I, I, I hope to God that just, I hope to God Ariel knows the situation. Like, I hope to God that she's not learning about this whole situation as we, as, you know, Bachelor Nation's watching it live to find out that, you know, it wasn't no sex week, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I really hope that conversation was had at, at some point with her so that she's also prepared and she's not getting 
kind of taken out with it. And again, it is doesn't it's not intentional. It's just getting a little messy. Mm -hmm. Yes, very. How would you Okay, how do you like if you were in Katie's position and you have this day portion where like your person, your partner tells you what Zach had told Katie, how would you have responded or handled it? Because there was a point where Katie basically said she didn't want to go and spend the overnight with him. You know, she was very confused. She shows up. How would you, how do you think you would have responded if you were her? I think I would have been pissed off, just as pissed off. Um, I think I would have, I don't know. I think I think when it's hard when you're like in that position and you're close to the end, you really have put yourself through a lot of pain to get to this point. And you're like, okay, I could just walk away now or I can sit down and have another conversation about it. And I think that's where I would have done what I've done is I would have sat down to have another conversation about it mm-hmm. with whoever the like whoever the lead was, especially because at that point, like Katie's feelings are like if if you are falling in love or maybe you're in love by now and you're not saying it or you have these just really strong feelings, I would want to sit down and have another conversation. But me showing up to the table does not mean that I'm stepping into that fantasy suite because if that conversation doesn't go how I or if I don't get what I need out of that conversation, like, Mm -hmm. bye. (laughs) I I feel like there was something that we missed between between their day portion and the night portion because it seems like Katie came back and was in better spirits and like they they talked through it pretty quickly it was a very quick adjustment I don't know if that was just Katie really taking time to process and some of some people process quicker than others and are able to just like refocus and that's kind of what it seemed like she did seemed like she refocused and seemed like they were back on the same page um I, of course, there's parts of me that I'm like, no, put up a little bit more of a fight. Like, you know what I mean? Make them work for it. But at the end of the day, they're on the same page and that's what they want. You know, right. that's what we want for them, too. And so it seemed like they're able to get past it. Um, you know, all smiles forward or whatever, <laughs> whatever <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> who wasn't on the same page was Gabby at the rose ceremony and. I totally understand where she was also coming from, where she she wasn't feeling great during the rose ceremony. And she basically said that she feels like Zach cleared his conscience, conscience at the expense of her heart. How do you feel hearing that statement? That was so powerful. That was so powerful. But it's it's such both sides are such a um controversial statement to argue because I think okay so I think what Gab okay so I think what Gabby meant by this is when she said uh, when she said that phrase it was like she felt like he said all these things and then actually I'm gonna retract what I'm saying I don't think there is an argument (laughs) because when it goes, when I'm actually like thinking about processing that episode and everything, she's going off the body language too. She's going off the body language where she feels like Zach's not looking at her. She's talking about, he cleared his conscience in the, in the facts that he, you know, when you clear conscience, you feel lighter, you feel happy. You're, you're like no sweat anymore. But at 
but but she's still hurting and it doesn't matter that she's still hurting because he's like, oh, thank God I'm moving on with it. So actually, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of when you like sit down and think about what she personally meant and all the other thoughts that she expressed in her interviews of Zach's not looking at me. Um, he said all these things. He made this decision without me. I could I could 100 percent feel like why she felt that way. What well, about you? Not only that, but if I was Gabby and there was the little bit, I don't know if you caught this, but when Zach was walking Ariel out where it's just Gabby and Katie talking, Katie basically is like, I know it was you, you know, like I know that you're the one Zach slept with. I feel like there's a moment where I would have felt very unprotected from my partner of like, okay, I know Zach was like being honest with you, but he also didn't need to name names and like bring your name into it. It was frustrating it was frustrating to watch just because I know that you always want to in, in like I said, Zach's not a bad person. And this is a very intense situation to be in. It's just hard to it's it's hard to see that. And it's hard to see so many inconsiderate mistakes made after each other. I think that's what it comes down to. It just mm-hmm. ended up being very inconsiderate step after step after step. Yes. Um, and that's what's really frustrating to see because there's, at one point it's not a mistake. It's just inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, those are our takes on Fantasy Suite Week. Um, Ooh, that was a lot. That was a lot. I mean, Zach wasn't lying when we had him on. He said it was juicy. And so... It, I I mean, I don't know what's going to happen next week. We got our two ladies left. <laughs> yeah, one week left, and we'll see who ends up with Zach in the end. Um, before that, though, Michelle, I know usually we have our guests on to do the resource and Rose and Thorn, but since it's just us this week, let's get into that. Um, so to all of our new listeners who maybe haven't heard this part before, Um, Every week we share important resources that we like to have on hand that are easily accessible for anyone to access on our Instagrams where you can either go watch, read, listen, check out whatever resource we were recommending. Um, This week, one of my resources, and it's it's kind of similar to one that you had shared a few weeks ago or maybe like a month or two ago now, Michelle, but it's a website called We Buy Black. And this is something that we've We've talked about supporting Black-owned businesses before, but this website is one that you can go to, and it's all Black-owned businesses from, I mean, they have literally everything from apparel to books to electronics to home goods to, like, really, you name it, whatever. Um, And so, again, it's just so good to go out and support Black-owned businesses, um, and again, like when you're traveling, especially to to check out black owned restaurants or shops in whatever areas you're in. So that is my resource for the week. What about you, Michelle? Amazing. Um, I am going to. So this is a little bit of a different one. It's called it's like just this new groundbreaking technology piece that came out. It's called like the virtual project actually this really cool experience or I don't even know if I want to call it a social experiment but an experience where you can put on a VR headset and you can experience um, going through what it is like to live day to day as a person of color this is very similar to what my resource was last episode where I talked about this short film, this Mm -hmm. piece is more about like the experience of microaggressions. Now I'm going to be very clear to say 
that you, you don't just put on this VR headset and like understand everything, mm-hmm. right? But it can be, or it seems to be a very eye-opening experience that actually results in just different, you know, emotions that could potentially be experienced. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found really interesting about reading about it. Um, As far as like where you can access it, there's different things where you can kind of watch videos of it taking place. Okay. And again, this is... This this is remind you people who are like kind of learning in these pro- processes as well. It's really nice when you can take a VR headset on and off, and that's what determines what you're what you're going through. Mm-hmm. But for other people, it's not this like full. This is not a full experience where you all of a sudden understand. Right, it's just a snippet of what a person could potentially experience. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so virtual is it- project. Is it um, like so say somebody does have their VR headset now, is it something that they can like actually access or is it still in the works? Like I know you said you can watch videos about it, but so right now it seems like it's very much in like a social experiment stage. Okay. It's it's you know, I think it would be I think it's gonna be handled with a little bit more care. It's not one of those things where it's like here yeah, you go, have go, fun. Go buy Half this app it. and experience microaggressions. Like that yeah. could go really wrong. Right. But it's more of this um VR technology that they're kind of working on and and backing with science and just doing these different things with it um as something kind of like you know you go to a museum and you learn about different things african-american museum holocaust museum you experience different emotions there it's kind of the same concept except through vr headset but with more like personalized experience yeah um but yeah it's not like on not like get yours here on the right. Apple iStore. So I can I can link the article and I can link the just the article has all the videos and a little bit about the social experiment that has been taking place and just people's reactions that have okay um, experienced it. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to follow that along. I it would be interesting to see like what settings it would be most beneficial in. I mean, I would say a lot of them, but like for career path like certain career paths and mm-hmm. education definitely so okay that's yeah, yeah. handle with that. care it was just okay. i found it really interesting of just something that people yeah when, when you're able to it, it might potentially allow you to step in someone else's shoes yeah is what it kind of sounds like so we'll see huh. i'll keep i'll keep uh i'll keep up to date on okay. it and, and see what happens all right well thank you for that one um and then since again we don't have a guest you and i have to share our rose and thorn from this week's episode let's start with our rose or our thorn first and then we'll end on a good note we'll end with a rose okay you want me to go first you want to go yes. first yes no you start please okay um my thorn would have to be just the this whole week being labeled sex week um, and really making it a, so intensely in an, about something that it's really not mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So I would say that. My rose is watching the women continue to be honest with what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so with Gabby being vulnerable and continuing to challenge herself to be open about her discomfort, um, Katie with not wanting to bounce back, and just Ariel as she handled that situation when she was let go mm-hmm. or sent home, 
just I think they all all the women conducted themselves in a very nice manner. So okay, that's my rose. All right, I love that. Uh, okay, my thorn is going to be. I think just overall seeing someone so adamant in something not stand by their word. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. That would probably be my okay. thorn because I think it was the catalyst for many, many other things that just spiraled from there. So that's the beginning of it. And then my, you know what? My rose is going to be them in Thailand because okay. it is a place I've traveled to several times. It is absolutely such a stunning country, the culture, the food, everything. And so to see that back on the screen and see parts of it highlighted again, I think was just really fun for me. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that they, they've been able to go to some really cool cities and countries this year. So that is going to be my rose. And with that, Michelle, thank you for joining me on happy hour. Once again, what a crazy season, what a crazy episode. Um, yeah, next week's the finale. So everyone, thanks for tuning into Happy Hour, but make sure you tune in next week for Zach's journey coming to an end. After the final rose will be on Monday, March 27th at 8, 7 central on ABC. And you can also stream it the next day on Hulu. And make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. And Prime members, you can listen to Bachelor Happy Hour ad-free on Amazon Music. Just download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. But before you go, tell us all about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Thank you, everyone, and see you next week. Cheers! So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. 
I agree. <laughs> You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com.